You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody, uh, as we continue to uh, get you through here, and obviously, you know, with today, putting a bow on the minicamp week. I appreciate everybody for following along with the downloads. The numbers were ridiculous this week, but, you know, this is kind of stuff we inspect when we actually get to talk some football, and you actually get to see Odell doing football things, now wearing the Cleveland Browns colors. Uh, any of you folks with the videos, come on, let's get those gifts here. Uh, you know, you go and search gifts, you get way too much still Odell and the Giants jerseys. Come on, guys. For you, who, for you, the folks who do that, please go ahead, cut that stuff off better. We are going to get into your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, brought to you tonight by Hotels.com. Uh, don't hate like your friends, trip, don't give them, you know, whatever, don't get salty about it. Make your own memories, make your own destination plans with Hotels.com. Get rewarded everywhere with Hotels.com. Be there, do that get rewarded the Himalaya app the fine folks over there uh, they allow you to take each show as it is so you know if you're a follower a follower of a podcast that comes out a lot you have input where you can put out you know you, um, you can respond comment like to each show uh, things of that nature they're personally curated playlists where they kind of establish what you like and they start suggesting shows for you so check out the folks over at Himalaya available in Google available in Apple before we get into the last day here, uh, Pete, you said it last night, and obviously, you know, we, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but uh, Desmond Harrison, Arizona, with the first waiver claim, and, uh, you know, apparently Des was, you know, spotted in an airport, you know, near Arizona, and, you know, did come to fruition. Good for him to get to the airport on time, because sometimes that can be an issue. But uh, Des Harrison going out to, uh, you know, go from Baker to you go to Kyler Murray, and certainly the guy you want to invest, you know, uh, Watching the blind side of your five foot eleven in change franchise quarterback. Right. Um, look again. There's not enough offensive linemen to go around. Arizona is in a uh, very similar situation to what the Browns were last year in terms of their offensive line and left tackle. Uh, they are in a position where they can afford to take a shot, and they may have a very short leash for him, but. They're going to see if he can, you know, learn from this latest uh, reminder that he needs to get his shit together. And if he can't, you know, this may be it as far. I think this will be the last year uh, for him. Uh, I think it, he will have opportunities for basically the re- up until the season. If he's not on the scene rolls around, I think that'll be it. Uh, but for the moment, he gets another opportunity to see if he can't figure shit out. Uh Maybe maybe this will be the one that works, but it, it, it makes sense for Arizona. It also made sense for the Browns to sort of let him move on. So we'll see. Uh, maybe it'll work out for him, but it's definitely not one of those where even if it does, you're gonna you should come back and be like, well, the Browns are stupid for letting him go. Uh, it made sense uh, no matter what uh, for the Browns to go ahead and move on. And look, it, it, for them, no doubt about it. Arizona, I think you're gonna finally you know learn the same twist of fate. Essentially, uh, look, if you're almost 26 years old, if you just don't have the work ethic, you, you just don't have the work ethic. That's it. Chapter closed, book closed, whatever. Uh, now, as far as minicamp today, um, you know, Odell and I guess it was uh, it was at Higgins also as well, Pete. Uh, you know, they kind of held these guys out of the team activities. And these are some advantages you're going to be able to have when you get to camp. Um, when you have four wide receivers who are all capable of starting, you don't have to press the workload, which is, A, a smart idea, and also that when these guys are out there, they can make the best of each rep they had. But you got to see some individuals, and you know, one thing, and, and the takeaway here, yeah, guys, I mean, I don't know why anyone was doubting this, and this maybe came a little bit from yesterday, and some from today. Yeah, guys, Baker Mayfield throws the ball, and he throws it really hard. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting idea, uh, uh, you know, I think in some ways you you can say, you know, if, they, if they're going to do this on a regular basis, which I think, you know, you and I both think they will. Um, it's a question of do you want, you know, all your guys to get sort of a intermittent sort of serving of reps where they're potentially standing around a lot? Or do you want them to get a really full work day and then go ahead and just have them not do anything the next day so that you're always getting sort of a real day? when you're in there and then when you're not, you're not, there's no in between. And I think 
there's probably some uh, support for that, both in terms of I think it's better for players in terms of you know feeling engaged uh, and you know getting the best out of themselves. You know, it's obviously easier to sort of you know lose focus or you know mess around or whatever and not be you know totally where you should be if you're standing around a lot. Uh, at the same time, there's probably also some benefits in terms of if you're going to go, go. And if you're not, not. So that may benefit them from a health standpoint that, you know, they can really get off their feet that next day as opposed to sort of grinding a little bit every day. Oh, and absolutely. Uh, and that's something you're going to have to, you know, continue to work on and, and manage this, you know, because, you know, obviously the camp time and the amount of stuff that goes on there is so much more and a longer period than it is the actual week-to-week practice time. And, you know, it's and it's nice that you have enough guys now at almost every position where it's okay, you don't have to. And it's almost, it, it is kind of funny because as you know, much run as Jarvis Landry's speech got last year, if this is going to work the way it's going to work here in 2019, his speech almost becomes obsolete. And it's good because it's a polar opposite team and what you're looking forward to as you were at 18 as opposed to 19. Yeah, I mean, look, and this is part of the benefit of having a lot of talent. You can do this as you have you can have theoretically Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry to throw two guys out, sit out and get a good quality practice. You can have uh, you know, Antonio Callaway and then Richard Higgins sit out and have a really good practice. And 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 part of that is you know, Odell Beckham in, in, in particular has to get his timing down with that, but he also doesn't need to kill himself, whereas some of those reps are probably going to be more valuable to a guy like Antonio Callaway. He has more to sort of learn and, and prove and figure out, whereas, you know, it's not going to take very long for Beckham to get to where he needs to be, and it's going to be those little nuances and things that he and Baker are going to sort of figure out. But as you and I have sort of discussed, I think a lot of that – uh, is going to be dealt with when they do their sort of retreat thing and, and yep. certainly in training camp. But I don't think it's a, a something that's going to need to happen on a day-to-day grind for him. So they can really be, you know, I think progressive and smart in how they sort of deal with this. And, and that, you know, the, not only does this save your guys for, for the regular season, but you know, more importantly, it, it sort of helps to accelerate the development of some younger guys. And, and I think... You know, particularly in the secondary, uh, you have a situation where you had today where T.J. Carey gets hurt. Well, you know, supposedly he's fine. It was just a minor little blip type thing. Uh, But if you have sort of he and a guy like Terrence Mitchell sit out for a day to get Ward and and, uh, Greedy Williams a ton of reps uh, because they're younger and they have more to prove, great. Same thing, you know, Denzel Wardian's a day off or, or, you know, whatever. You sort of have those options, and I, and I think that could really benefit them. I mean, I mean, you know, this is this is one of those things where you can say the rich get richer if the, the coaching staff is really smart with it, and you know they can plan around this well. And you know, I, I think that becomes a real advantage for them uh, over the course of the off season. And I, you know, and, and this is also one of the advantage uh, advantages of where the roster is now is some of these guys can take a day off. And to keep harping back to the phrase, iron sharpens iron, you can still get that even if a Denzel Ward takes a day off or a Terrence Mitchell or even the wide receiver. The roster is to the point now where you can put together a still a competitive good practice where guys are taking things away from it, which is vastly, vastly different from years past. Uh, The right guard position, Pete, it seems now that, you know, look, obviously nothing is going to be known until pads are on. So I'm not sure if we're... For me with Corbett, I think it's almost of a, you know, I think they're trying to give the statement of this is yours for the taking, but also letting him know that there may be some guys here that are ready to compete with you. So when we do go live and mouthpieces are in and we're buckled up, you better be you better be the best bull in the ring, so to speak. Well, I mean, look, he's obviously got an inherent advantage. They used a second-round pick on him. They used a 33rd pick in the draft on him. In that respect, he's got a little bit of an edge. I, you know, I think in that scenario, any tie is going to go to Corbett uh, just by the nature of how things sort of work in that respect. 
the the other part of that is, uh, you know, this is more. Again, I, I, the media in this case, uh, you know, I have no issue with what they're reporting because it's literally what they saw. Um, this is a case where when they were there, they kept seeing Kalis in there, so they reported Kalis was in there. It's been a lot of other people, and some media, I suppose, in that respect, has then gone to the next next step and gone, well, this means this. Means this. And, you know, you've got a little bit of pushback from Freddie Kitchens basically laughing at this, saying, look, the, the offensive linemen, don't, you're not going to find out a damn thing until they have pads on, but this does allow them to sort of, you know, figure out what guys can do. You know, if you don't have pads on, this becomes about evaluating movement skills, figuring out who can – who can process a lot of information, who can sort of learn more than one spot. And if they can execute, then you're going to look at them in pads and see if they can do it. And if they can, then it becomes, you know, who's, you know, we got to get third down and one, who's going to move that guy, the opponent off the ball, who's going to keep Baker Mayfield upright. I I think uh, there's sort of a fundamental uh, misunderstanding on what they're trying to accomplish here. Uh, Corbett, based on that has a little bit of a natural advantage, but Cush and Kyle Kalis, you know, first I think Cush is going to make the roster. I mean, period. Uh, but a guy like Kyle Kalis is, is proving, trying to prove that he is a productive NFL player and so far so good in that respect. And he's in the mix. Uh, you know, they have, you know, kitchen said he has a depth chart. Uh, but even he's basically saying it doesn't mean it, it's not even worth the paper it's written on. It's basically just throwing names on the points. Uh, you know, when they pad, you know, plays on this real quick, they're not going to hand him the job. Uh, this is part of that. He's got to prove it. And there's no, that doesn't, that's not a bad thing. That's good. The, the fact that they have competition is exactly what you want. He's got to take that job. But my bet is he's going to. And I think also it is, is look, if everybody, whether it's Kush, whether it's Kalis, whether it's Corbett, if all of them are towing the line and doing what's asked of them right now, give them the bone of, all right, you're getting your chance. And, you know, come July and August, you know, the, the dust will settle and we'll figure out who the guy is, which you should do with a competition at any spot. You should make anybody feel like who's got a chance at it, that they are, you know, they have that opportunity. They are part of it. So, uh, you know, it'll make for a great camp battle. Hell, it could be over within three days, you know, once you put the pads on. And maybe it turned out to not be a battle whatsoever, but, you know, you have a bunch of guys here, and you got to find that nine. And, uh, you know, Campman's got to be licking his chops. He's got a bunch of guys to go at it with. The folks over at Untucket.com. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, with that, we've seen a lot of Kendall Lamb playing left tackle. Is I'm wondering when they actually have pads on, are we going to see him battling for right tackle a little bit more are we going to see him push chris hubbard for that job you know does that then become a storyline is is has this entire thing been sort of evaluating could he be that guy at left tackle well i mean you know either way he's here as a swing tackle the question would be is if he ends up playing well enough to take a tackle job and uh, yeah. with a guy like Baker Mayfield, who is unlike Deshaun Watson, where Deshaun Watson will go down to the death, Baker has shown the ability to not do that. The good folks over at Untucket, uh, always thank them for the sponsorship. Dads come in all kinds of shapes and sizes, and so should their shirts. Like tall, short, slim, relaxed. Ever wonder why your dad's button-ups look so long and baggy at the end of the day? Well, usually he's wearing them in the summertime and it's hot as hell. That's usually part of the reason. It can be hard for guys to pull off a casual, untucked look that isn't sloppy. That's where Untucked comes in. Untucked is the solution that fits just right. Their shirts are specifically designed to look great, untucked, and feel comfortable at work or on the weekends, activities, barbecues, whatever. Ever may be in the cards for any dad on any given weekend. Yes, I'm speaking from experience. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NFL to get 20% off. And as always, thanks for Untuckit for their sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Pete, today defensively, it seemed like what you could get out of it was kind of quiet. It, 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 and I will throw a hat tip here to Jake Burns. Uh, you know, Jake, it was great to get to spend the day with your kid, but uh, we kind of needed you up there because some of it, it's it's a little bit more. And look, I mean, obviously today the third day, some teams actually blew it off. The Jets went to Top Golf. Some teams went to, uh, you know went bowling or whatever. 
But uh, you can see Freddy's kind of the guy where it's, no, we're here. We're going to find a way to get some work in somehow, even if it's a little limited. Well, I mean, they, they you know, they had, they, they took, uh, they took that sort of personal day, the last OTA day. They, uh, they went ahead and did a, a thing with that. So, but they, you know, but th- th- they're going to do that because they, you know, that was the day they didn't have certain players. They had them, so they were sure as shit going to use them uh, and get some more working, more, you know, reps, but at the same time, not, you know, kill guys. Uh, just, again, so much of this was just uh, getting, as he put it, the base stuff in there. Uh, and then when they come back from summer vacation, they're going to, you know, get to refining it and doing more detail work. But so much of them was sort of showing them a little bit of everything, getting them to see what this thing's going to be like. Uh, so they could, you know, digest it for when they do come back in July. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it, today was look here. Well, let's get the work done. And you know, we've had a, a positive three days, and we'll go from here. Uh, Ish Hyman, Damian Sheehy, Giuseppe. Uh, nice to have your name out there and talked about. And that's part of what these things are. And you know, look, it's going to be a long road because there are already four receivers on this roster that are locks. So we'll see how it plays out. But look, the best thing you can do for yourself is to go out every day and continue to stack workouts together where people continuously remember who you are and you know want to talk about you in that nature. Uh, we've got listener questions here. we got a bunch of good ones here. Um, this one here would be Tim H at 216 underscore born. If Duke is still on the market and God knows where this saga is currently, other, as opposed to Pete draft pick compensation, what would something you could look at to improve this team player wise? Look, it's it's hard to give names, but obviously, Pete, first place you're going to go is defensive tackle, or you're going to go possibly another linebacker, I guess. Right? Anything else? Special teams. I mean, that's that when it's you know from a standpoint of player for player trades almost all of them involve special teams in some way or another uh they you know traded for eric murray eric murray can play db but first and foremost he's a special teams guy uh that is been a obviously a very big focus for them they've spent a lot of off-season resources improving that area so that could be uh sort of an, an option where they could p- potentially send duke johnson to a team and grab a guy you know, he doesn't have the value because, again, I think between what Duke is sort of entrenching himself to say and what John Dorsey's handling this, is the value is about zero. But I could see them looking at a guy that's sort of like a special teams ace that, that another team's probably not going to be able to keep for whatever reason. They may be a situation like the Bronze were last year where they really couldn't focus on that uh, and go ahead and bring in another skill player of some kind that can do that. Linebacker in particular would make sense. From that angle, uh, but yeah, I think I think that's the other sort of area they could look to sort of add with that, or you know, bring in a different style of running back, bring in more more of a guy that's uh, a little bit more of a downhill runner that could potentially you know fill in for that first eight weeks. Uh, you know, somebody that's maybe a, a pure runner as opposed to a dual threat guy. I think I think they really C- like with Dante C.J. Anderson typeish. Yeah, I think that's a good example. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking of Benny Snell type too, Aww, but obviously it's not going to be. But just that type of back where you know exactly what he is, you know exactly what he's going to do, and, and it's more likely a short-term thing. But those are the type of things where I could see, you know, something of interest. And well, and I, I do want to get to this here because uh, look, guys, I, I, I'm reading everything you are on Dontrell Hilliard. I am. I see it all too. But I don't think what you guys are equating is, and look, we're, we'll take everything we hear from that franchise and we'll give our take on it. I'm not going to agree with everything they do. I, you all know Pete ain't going to do it. And this isn't a knock. I am not knocking Dontrell Hilliard in any way. But the point is for me is for that first eight games and this season, you were, whether or not they want to admit it or not, you think you were going to win your division. So God forbid Nick Chubb, misses a little time, whatever, hopefully it's none, but even when he comes off the field, Dontrell Hilliard has not had an NFL carry yet, and when your aspirations are to win a division, I would like to be a little bit more comfortable than to say, it's okay, 
we'll just throw Dontrell Hilliard in there, who really has zero experience. I, I, I'm not comfortable with that because if Dontrell bring beats out the guy you bring in, if you move on from Duke, that's gravy. I'm fine. That's cool. But I, I still want more than just to say it's okay. We'll just use Dontrell Hilliard. You know, I, a I don't want to put the pressure on that kid because these games and you look at these first eight games and me and Pete have gone over this with the schedule. This is where the meat is, and you want to have Dontrell Hilliard's first carries in the NFL, Pete, be against Aaron Donald in Week Three. I I, I ain't ready for that. No, I, I really like Dontrell Hilliard, but but I I I have it's it's the same thing as uh, I put it with Greedy Williams. I'm really excited about what he can do, but let's see what happens when he has to take on contact and do those things with the pads on. It's the same thing with Dr. L. Hilliard. I really like Dr. L. Hilliard. I love what he can do as sort of receiving back. I love his speed explosion. But let's see what happens when he, you know, takes carries in camp and, and takes carries in the preseason. Are they are they going to be confident? At the moment, you know, I don't see, you know, I, I, I but let, let's, it's not even I don't see. It's I don't think you can bank on it. I, I, I think you but have But this is to- also similar to what you say about what draft choices. I, yes, I, I even if I know it, I have nothing to prove it. Right, exactly. You know, that's 100% it. You have to, it's a proof thing. You, you're not, and I don't think the Browns are going to go in with that mentality. I, you know, I, that's that's part of the reason I think Freddie is still trying to... Mend you know, the new fences. Yeah, I, I, I really think that, that that's part of this thing is, I, I, I think Freddie at least sees goes let's not be so hasty as is i don't have another obvious answer here yet uh but again that may be a reason why they flipped duke for more of a pure runner uh but yeah 100 percent. i i again i, I think you can really like dr hilliard and be like well you know i'm not quite there yet with let's hand the ball 20 times in a game or something like that or even if you're gonna say well it's 15 and throw him a couple fine but he's at zero let's get past zero first yeah, I mean, look, uh, you're in the dating phase with Dontrell Hilliard. You, nobody's throwing a ring on anything just yet, so to speak, as far as if you're going that route. Uh, we'll continue here with some more uh, you know, questions from you guys, and always appreciate you guys for this. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, actually, this one I, I wanted to get to last night, but you know, the time was running long, and this one actually could have went another five minutes. Uh, but our buddy, uh, Giovanni Ravise. Um, in in regards to the defensive lineman, uh, you know, Freddie made the comment he felt they were ten deep. Um, so Giovanni with Garrett, Vernon, Ogunjobi, Sheldon, that's four. Jordan Avery, five. Chris Smith, six. Zettel would be seven. Uh, yeah, again, another one. I mean, he's going to put Chad Thomas in here again without pads. That's one you cannot. Said so Pete, that puts you at the seven or eight mark, but Freddie mentioned ten, so we'd have to fill out with two to three names. Well, uh, you know, if we go with the Betonio uh, right? endorsement, it seems like uh, Daniel Equale could be one of those guys, uh, and then uh, Carl Davis. Carl Davis seems like the other guy who who could be. In that mold, uh, I know there are some people who really like Brian Price. Uh, I haven't seen enough, so I mean, there's Brian Price looks great in a football uniform, and after that, it's kind of like, eh. But I mean, like, and, and I've done this, like, and even with Equale, both of these guys had awful college careers. Like, it's it's very hard for me to be like, oh, sure, let's go there. Um, I don't know if Freddie really sees ten. Uh, I think he wants to see 10. I think he's hoping to see 10. But it I also think- might be with what they're doing with the guard position is, you know, keep these guys, you, you know, keep them with a good appetite. You know, like, look, yeah, there's a bunch of guys still involved, even if he doesn't truly mean it. Yeah, that that's probably part of it. And, and you know, that, but... Dangling, I'm sorry, dangling the carrot. That's the one I was going. So, so it's one of those things. So, what happens if we release down to the final 53 and we only keep nine defensive linemen? You know, it's, um, you know, I think it's more aspirational than really saying ten. But you know, I'm not going to say he's. Maybe he sees something I don't. But again, they don't have pads on, so you're watching a bunch of defensive linemen, you know, move around, and that is very easy to fall in love with defensive linemen. In, in, in shirts and stuff, in, in short sleeves and, and no pads because, you know, they look good and they fly around. 
so you can talk yourself into some stuff. So I'm not there yet. I, I don't. I, I I'm not sure. Freddie is there yet, but you know, well, let's see. And look, yeah, Chad Thomas. Look, he's still in the mix. Um, when the pads go on, that's usually where Chad Thomas goes out. So we'll see how it plays out. And look, we've admitted L's. We'll admit L's. Uh, oh, oh, now let's let's. Okay, here's the thing. Let's go with that. <laughs> the, the 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 theoretical L. What does that look like? If you know, if if after all this, Chad Thomas ends up getting like ten reps a game. That's not a loss. I mean, let's go no. real back here. So that's that's the thing is like, well, J- J- Chad Thomas has a pulse. Great, you know, <laughs> awesome. you know, you made it. Yeah, that's you know, I, I don't get me wrong. It'd be great if he turns out to be a great player. Uh, but let's, you know, he has shown to be alive, um, which is good. That is an improvement from last year where he didn't. So they actually you know, had a uniform on on Sundays. That's that would be a step up. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. He was, you know, we're talking about a guy who isn't active more, you know, less than he was active less than half the games last year. That, you know, just be just being, uh, you know, a guy who plays a couple snaps a game. He's got to make his first goddamn tackle. Let's get let's start there. He has zero official tackles. Yeah, pop that um, cherry. So, so yeah, let's. It's the same thing. Dontrell Hilliard, zero carries. Chad Thomas, zero tackles. Let's let's get there first before we talk about you know what what does this mean for the evaluation process? You, it's a third round pick on a guy who looks good enough to maybe do something in pads. That's where we're at. I'm rooting for him, but that's where we're at. And here's the other thing. I mean, how weird is it this? We're more comfort. We're, we're more confident in Dontrell Hilliard's role with this team than we are with a guy Chad Thomas who was drafted as high as he is. I think that I think that says it all in terms of this. Honestly, I, I think that's how questionable his rookie season was. And I, and I know we're gonna get, you know in the same respect you can get pushed back on on that with Austin Corbin. Okay, I mean that's I'm not gonna argue with you on that. That's it is the same thing. I think Dontrell Hilliard's uh, status with this team is more uh, certain than Austin Corbett's. So, yeah. Okay, guys, uh, we got to a couple more questions here, but the folks over at Grip Six Belts always appreciate the sponsorship of the show. They literally make, uh, their goal is literally to make the best belt that's ever been made. Grip Six is an easy, thoughtful gift for dads, brothers, husbands, uncles, grandpas. Guys, a week from Sunday. Don't forget about that. And even mothers, wives, aunts, as they know, do have a women's collection. Ultra lightweight, with no holes, no flap, and it carries a low profile. And the buckle laying flat against the waist, making the belt super comfortable. Grip 6 is the only belt with no holes, no flap, and no bulk. Grip 6 has a special offer for all of you over at grip6.com slash lock, L-O-C-K-E. It's not a functional part of a wardrobe, but it is a necessary part of a wardrobe. Go ahead, check out the folks over at Grip6, and thank you for the sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Now, Pete, uh, this is one I want to get to. Um, a lot of people talk about Christian Kirksey. We love Christian Kirksey, the guy. Obviously, you know, last year, absolutely lost year. Um, for a guy who makes a ton of money, Steve Wilkes runs a very linebacker-friendly system. I don't know how, and we talked about this, I talked about this with some other guys in the timeline today, I don't know how he stays in Cleveland past this year without a massive redo of that contract, but do, do we have faith in a bounce-back year from Christian Kirksey? I do, uh, I, and again, I, I think a lot of that is certainly the, the improvement in coaching is there, but you know, if you follow Christian Kirksey's career, he has been dying for this. Um, and even is, last year in the, in the locker room and filming guys, you know, Baker Mayfield press conferences and things like that. Like, I think he feel like he, I, I think he really feels he missed out on last year. But the other, you know, I, I, I think he will be better. I think the coaching will be better. And, and if you listen to his presser, he explains just what adding Sheldon Richardson and Olivier Vernon do for him. And I think that's going to be a reason he's going to have a better year. Wait, better um, defensive line play makes the linebackers better? Oh, my God, because I spent a day and a half arguing with people on Twitter on that. So, yeah, he's thought, you know, I, th- I think he's going to be kept cleaner. Uh, I think they're going to be in more obvious 
situation. So it's not, you know, it's, it's less, you know, guessing or, or, or trying to deduce whether it's run or pass. And when you know it's going to be uh, passing and you're able to get in your drops, you're, you're going to have that advantage. So I, I do expect a better year from him. I, I think there's just a lot, you know, everything's going to with him depends on health. Uh, but I, I do think he's sort of an underrated commodity. I know there are people really down on him that he's fallen off a couple of years. I, I think a lot of that had to do with poor coaching and injuries. So that's where it starts. He's got to be healthy. But uh, with all the things going in the direction, in addition to the fact that, he, you know, this is just something he has been absolutely dying for. He's one of those guys who has gone through, you know, having his hopes up then the incomplete and total teardown still there. Uh, and, and now, yeah. And like you said, last year, he missed out. He, he was injured for that. You know, when they started winning that I think it bothers him and motivates him to that much more to be great that, you know, this is going to be his sort of a, it's, it's in, in, in effect, a contract year. He's obviously got more use yeah. his contract, year, but it's an audition slash contract year for him. So that's another reason it, it's going to motivate him to be that much better. I, I don't think that part factors in as much for him uh, as as it does just the opportunity to be great uh, and this team be great, but that doesn't hurt either. The fact that you are sort of auditioning because, you know, he, he isn't like Jarvis Landry and that those guys feel like they're in their early 30s and they're both like 28 or 27. You know, they're very young players They've just been around a while, and it feels like they're very old, but they are not. Yeah, no, and and for me, look, I, you know, I would like to see Christian Kirksey get, you know, to be part of this and be able to, you know, play this game with the Cleveland Browns jersey on with some swagger to it. And it got to the point last year where some guys were able to do that. You know, for Christian, it was not. And for a guy who was just so giving and so, you know, thoughtful and thoughtless as what he gives and his time and every, you know, everything that comes up within the community he's willing to give his time to. Uh, I, I, that's a guy I would like to see more successful in the team aspect, not just the fact that he had a really nice contract. But I think, you know, I think he showed you what he can be in that Tampa game. Uh, you know, obviously it was, a, yeah, I mean, he was back at, you know, at that Mike Belt linebacker. I think that's minor part of it really, but he had a great game in that. He showed you what he can be. And I think, you know, fully healthy, he and Schobert, and that, you know, that defensive line, and in addition to everything else you've done on this defense, that he could, you know, it, it may, may be a situation where the other guys are sort of picking up what may be the eighth or ninth best player on the defense, uh, or, you know, 10th or 11th, if you if you want to go that far. But it, because of those things, it makes them that much better. I don't know if, it, you know, there's, what are the odds? They don't seem very good that he will be here after this year. But I think you're going to get a good, very, very good year out of him, and it becomes a you know a tough, tough but understandable uh, parting of the ways afterwards. Well, I mean, you know, he, there's no way John's going to pay both of them. So even if he, hopefully, he at least pays one of them, that that's still to be determined. From Marty Comerts, what would be some common growing pains for Baker going into season two? as teams adapt to him, which is, I mean, that's a pretty good question. Uh, that's a good question because he isn't typical. Um, so much of what, got, you know, the struggle is from going from year one to year two is is teams have a, a, an opportunity to sort of pick up on your weaknesses. And the problem, is, you know, that, that, uh, that Baker presented is he adapted so fast. Now, having said that, he did have issues. Um, the biggest one was uh, he would get fooled occasionally on disguised coverages. So, you know, Houston, like, yeah, I mean, the Ravens are another one where, you know, he got fooled, uh, on the first pick, uh, but that's what teams are going to do. They're going to throw more of that at you, but that's, you know, that's the same way they would deal with, you know, Tom Brady. Uh, they're going to try to disguise coverages, but the, you know, in, in the same way, they're going to try to fool, Baker Mayfield and and make him at least second guess his reads or because he generally doesn't uh, see if he's not going to force some things that maybe he, he misreads and, and make mistakes off that. And then, you know, if you can get him to make a mistake, teams are going to sort of dare him to do it again 
and and hope he that you get into some situations like he had last year where he you know he he chased uh, mistakes and tried to do too much uh, and and dug the hole deeper. I think the other point that teams are going to try to do is get him to trust holding on to the ball longer, uh, which he got in trouble occasionally last year, uh, and and do some things to disguise. Uh, try to mix up some blitzes and stuff where he tries to sort of evade with his feet and just gets caught, uh, you know, and that that would largely look like DBs blitzing and those type of things to try to get him to think he can do things he can't and potentially force him into mistakes. But it's really hard because he was such a good player and it wasn't because, you know, it was some gimmick that they were doing. It was, you know, he was making reads. He was doing the things you want to see your quarterback do. So coming back from that, it becomes more difficult to, you know, fool him. And 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 maybe there's something that I'm missing in terms of what opponents are going to see. But uh, that's there, there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of play, obvious places for them to go in terms of ways to sort of uh, change up that are going to cause him massive problems. Um, I think you did a good part with it. You did a good job with this, but I'm going to go with this is um, just because you now have Odell Beckham, don't fall in love with the new girl in school this year. Um, what made Baker so successful last year, and I use this term ad nauseum, was use the palette, be the painter. It doesn't matter that so and so is you know so and so is this great. So go to who is open, and the guy who is open is always your best target. So continue to do that, and look as great as it is to have Odell here. There can be some games where Odell puts up a stat line of 3 for 50 and you still drop 30-plus points because everybody in the yard has their eyes on Odell. So take there's going to be gimmies. There's going to be a bunch of freaking layups for Baker Mayfield. Don't be so in love with the fact that you now have this absolute stud at your disposable, disposal that you forget about what these other guys are capable of. Solid pros. They can get it done as well. And it seems like and it's weird as we go on and on with Higgins and Callaway and you know, David Njoku. It almost seems like it's a name we don't even mention right now, which is mind-boggling because the kid is I, – I don't even know if he's even 23 yet. But you've got that at your disposal. And the running backs, just remember who you are. You are the quarterback who reads quick enough – and you establish the open receiver, and it doesn't matter the jersey number they wear. It doesn't matter their where their standing is on the wide receiver depth chart, the tight end depth chart, the running back depth chart. You have faith in them. If they do what they're supposed to do and they get open, that they're going to make the play for you. That's going to be the thing. The thing is to be to continue to be who you are and use everybody as opposed to the fact that, man, 13's pretty hot and I want to feed them a lot. Yeah, um, the David Njoku thing's interesting. Uh, he really is a guy you haven't heard much about. Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't know that you're going to until the pads come on just by virtue of what he does. Um, that, you know, he's the guy who catches the pass and DPs are like, nope. Uh, or Giants they, you know, preseason game last year. He caught that yeah, first one. I, I forget who the safety was, but he was like, yeah, I'm just going to dive at your ankles even though I'm in year 250. Now, I'm just laying it up here, dude. Don't yeah, run the, me over. One of those, uh, if I don't get this, uh, you know, that's that's okay, but I'm going to go I'm going to go down trying to uh to 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 trip you type deal. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I th- that that becomes very interesting and and if you've got Beckham and you've got you know, some of these guys able to dominate uh, on the other side uh, that, that, you know, what's left, it's the middle. And, and you're, you know, you're already toying with the idea of having, uh, of having a Beckham in the slot and those things, but you've got a lot of options on ways to control the middle of the field. And, and Baker is somebody who has, you know, routinely loved uh, the tight end position. So that, you know, that again, that's one of those things. I think when pads come on, that becomes more interesting, but yeah, that, that, you know, this is opportunity. If he, especially if he can pick up where he left off last year, uh, that I, I think he could, you know, really break out in a way that that may not be in terms of as obvious as numbers. Um, but I, but I think he, he will just be a better player overall and become just a, a more efficient threat. 
I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, in, in, in part of it may be the numbers may not show because if they hum early and get it going early, then it's going to be more of, all right, Nick Chubb, carry us home, and, you know, the defense and that type of stuff. And maybe the numbers won't meet. And, you know, some people have been coming to me about fantasy-wise about this with, well, you know, <laughs> what I always say quarterback-wise yeah. is, no, you want you want a quarterback on a 7-9 and nine team. You want the quarterback on an 8-8 eight and eight team. Because there's going to be weeks where they're just like, all right, well, let's just slow it the hell up and get the hell out of here with the W. Yeah, I, you know, you, you get Baker Mayfield, you get uh, Odell Beckham, and maybe you grab Nick Chubb for the first half of the season. And beyond that, it, it could be, it, you know, maybe, you know, guys in terms of, you know, and I, I don't do fantasy, I don't care, it doesn't interest me. But, you know, it, it, you could, you know, if you're you're just adding a receiver on the Browns late or whatever in those drafts, that it could be a real feast or famine thing where a guy like, you know, Callaway has, you know, 100 yards and a couple touchdowns one week and, and is relatively quiet the next because, you know, Rashard Higgins had, you know, 75 yards and a couple TDs the next week, whatever. I, I th- yeah, I think other than those super, super stable, those super, super stable players that, you know, th- there could be some real feast or famine, but overall the offense is just remarkably productive overall, which is really all you care about. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, I, I I'll keep going back to this. The the skill position. You literally have a major league baseball lineup of nine guys, and that may be selling a guy or two short in that respect. Um, guys, in the coming weeks here, um, obviously, you know, things are going to die down a little bit football wise. I've been starting to record here, um, with uh, the other locked on host. Uh, you know, I recorded yesterday with the locked on Forty Niners host. I recorded today with the locked on Rams host. These will be some shows we'll put here into the thing. Um. But but the thing is, is is trying to put together a solid 45 minutes to an hour for you guys between me and Pete. But if there's not much fresh and you guys and I notice from the numbers and the downloads, you know, when we're available to take an, a day off or whatever, when we do get back at it and there's a little bit more to talk about, you guys are certainly more interested. So I'm going to start to sprinkle those shows in here. But also, you know, this will get you guys more acclimated to obviously the schedule that we're you know, about to be facing and what's coming, you know, towards us here as we get closer to the 2019 season. Um, before we put it to bow, uh, to bed and put a bow on it, as we always do, Pete, league-wise, brown-wise, uh, you know, food-wise, drink-wise. By the way, guys, I switched to iced coffee seven days ago now. Oh, my God. I, I feel bad, Pete, that I'm this late to the party. It digests so much better in this warmer weather. Yeah, I'm not a you know. Other than during the season when I got to get up on Saturday morning, uh, well, yeah, you uh, always need that jolt, coach. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a coffee guy. I'm an, I, I use Amino Energy. If they want to, they want to sponsor and send me product, I would love that. I would be happy to At chill. Underscore Pete uh, Smith Amino Energy. <laughs> so uh, if if the good people who do that, and and I, I know there are a few people out there who are like that that like that stuff better than than like those type of things. Um, Carson Wentz agreed to his contract yes. extension. It is massive, uh, as you'd expect. Uh, you Good know, luck with that, Arif Hassan. You mentioned it should be beautiful today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you know, this is the, the, the argument with Carson Wentz right now is when he's healthy. Um, and obviously that's not what you want to be dealing with, uh, you know, with his back and his knee and everything else, but – you know, the, the statement is true. When he's healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. Uh, obviously helped them get to the Super Bowl already. You knew this was going to get done one way or the other. Uh, you know. And the and, Eagles just, I mean, I don't know how they do it or whatever, but the, the Eagles, their cap, and I, I get for those folks who, oh, you know, the, the salary cap is a myth. I don't totally agree with that. I, I agree more with, there's front offices and people who know how to manipulate it and make it work. Not everybody's got that same luxury. Yeah, well, part of the reason, I mean, Howie Roseman is fantastic at it, but part of the reason he's so good at it is because he's been there for years so he could plan for himself. Uh, you know, it, it, the salary cap is really a headache and a hurdle, A, if you're, you're not very good at managing and planning, but B, if you're trying to take over another team and then, you know, you're trying to sort of either eliminate or replace or whatever, all these players. And that, you know, that becomes the real headache. So, you know, it's a testament to Howie Roseman is really good at what he does. And it's a testament to the Eagles being able to 
be a great franchise that has been consistent in terms of their front office uh, for so long. And this is sort of paying the dividends. He's the right now. Howie Roseman is second to none in the league in terms of running a front office. They draft really well. They sign players well. They they crush the trade market in terms of understanding how to operate that and 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 manage to create assets that they can then use to 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 get players or trade for players. Like he's brilliant. Um, so obviously, great news for Carson Carson Wentz. Um, you know, everybody's going to immediately jump to, well, this is great news for Dak Prescott. Maybe it is, but he's, you know, he's not great. Uh, and Carson Wentz is very good. Um, but other than that, I mean, the only thing going around is the obscene notion that Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is good. What was that about? I mean, uh, you know, you're basically saying, well, his contract makes him valuable. Okay, rookie contract makes quarterback better than one guaranteed Hall of Famer and two quarterbacks that are substantially better than he is. And that's really, I mean, in in terms of where Mitch Trubisky is as a quarterback, he is closer to being out of a job than he is the top of the league. Uh, Or his division, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it was an insane notion. Uh, But, I mean, I suppose it worked in the standpoint that people are talking about it. uh, And if that was the mission accomplished. So, yeah, um, but, you know, it's unfortunate because it, you know, it's it, this is one of those things where Mitch Trubisky has been somewhat of a polarizing player, uh, where you've got people solar, you know, trying to elevate this dude based on nothing uh, that he's good, and it's really a credit to that coaching staff and what they're able to do. But in terms of actually being a great quarterback, Mitch Trubisky is pretty mediocre, and it's getting close to that point where. You know, it's put up or shut up time in terms of making real, real strides. At this point, if he doesn't make a meaningful step forward, he's Mark Sanchez, and you know, and and that it is that Jets defense uh, with Cleo Mack and, and Akeem Hicks right now that is basically dragging a mobile but not very great quarterback uh, to, you know, to a, a a reasonably deep place in the playoffs. Obviously, they they went to the AFC Championship, uh, whereas. You know, Sanchez or um, Trubisky isn't. Uh, but at this point, there's no doubt you're getting past the fact that it is how far can the Bears defense take you and at what point does Trubisky sort of bury you? And that's where they're at right now. So we'll see. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not to pile on Mitch, but, you know, there's just things you haven't shown yet. Um, to me right now, Mr. Trubisky looks like a Jake Locker if Jake Locker was got to the point where he was a little bit mediocre. Um, I just uh, don't see it on that front. Um, Pete, Browns, Maven, what is everybody expecting over there? Um, I mean, if you want to break down on the new guy they signed uh, or all kinds of press conference stuff. Apparently he played a bunch. I, I, I did do that, but I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've never done a Google search for an NFL player that took longer to find this guy than him. Yeah, I mean, he's interesting. He's another athletic dude out of the uh, from the Emus. Uh, you know, those that program has produced a bunch of good athletes, and, and the Browns have seen a lot of them come through. Uh, other than that, it's a lot of press conference breakdown. You know, there's some. You know, uh, it's basically uh, shortened down to give you some some good stuff. So it's it's you know figured out for you uh there's all kinds of stuff over there if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to uh after this one uh then there there's all kinds of that stuff so you know and eventually jeff's gonna actually start doing stuff over there when he gets off his ass which Uh, that that was my goal today but uh yeah no uh when you have three people not show up for work today yeah so uh one guy got canned Two guys got put on probation, but yeah, I actually had to work today. I don't like to work when I'm at work, Pete. I don't like to work. That's normally my time, but uh, it was not the case today. Yeah. Uh, Bastards. A suck. Um, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there, there's all kinds of stuff to look at over there, and certainly uh, people are welcome to provide feedback and let me know what they want to see uh, that they aren't seeing or, or the, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, plenty going on. Plenty will continue to go on uh, as we get ready for training camp and all that good stuff. And I, I guess, Pete, we haven't done this in a while. So, I mean, go ahead. Talk about your program. Tell us a little bit about the Strongsville program. Where are they at? I coach at Streetsboro. Streetsboro, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, somebody somebody tweeted you that and put the wrong town in. That's right. I remember. Go ahead. 
Um, you know, we're in summer workouts, uh, like a lot of teams, uh, lifting program, uh, we're, you know, getting, getting off the ground from that standpoint out of school, uh, which is always good. And then we will roll, you know, we are, we are not one of the teams that gets into seven on sevens and stuff in June and camp and all that. So June is a pretty quiet month for us as far as that stuff. Uh, it's a lot of uh, strength training and that type of thing. And then we really roll into it in July and get into the seven on seven game and, and all those things and really ramp up for the season. Nice, nice. And uh, I hear you when you talk about it. You always get you always get that little you always get that little hitch in your yitty up, Pete. You do. I you know I. I uh, you know, I, 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 I'm very happy with what I do there. I, I'm excited about this season and all that stuff. I try not to, I, I, I try to make sure I don't say anything that I'm going to come back and, and regret when it comes to that stuff because it's too important to me and I don't want to, you know, put put anyone uh, in a, in an awkward position. But yeah, we're excited. It's it should be an, a, a great year. Uh, so you know, fingers crossed that you know we don't have any injuries or any of that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's good to be a Streetsboro Rocket right now. Oh, okay, rocket. And um, and the other thing is, is you know, I, I I like to hear a little better excited than the messages I would send you on Saturday morning, and we're running out of toes to shoot off. So, hoping for the best for you guys. You know that. Uh, all the work over at Browns, maybe in the Pitos, guys. Uh, check it out. You get any type of thing. You get long form, short form, some audio work. Make sure you uh, continue to check out all that stuff at Browns Maven, Brownsmaven dot com. Uh, follow Pete over at underscore Pete Smith underscore. I'm glad the audio was working out. No more scuba Steve type of stuff. Look, as we're continually a work in progress here, and don't think we're ignoring it, but uh, the focal point is always to try to put out the best content we can. Uh, there's hitches and giddy-ups that we can't control. Uh, the other night, obviously, we had some issue with the Skype connection, which that is never, that was the only time we have ever done a show where I've had Pete on, where we've actually had Skype connection issues. that That's one we can't control. It just cannot, and I apologize for it. But we just continually strive to put you out, guys, the greatest content. So make sure you're following Pete. Uh, the Locked On Browns Twitter account, always a follow-back account. Uh, the DMs that you send over there, I, I, I am thankful for the positivity. I am thankful for the ideas and show topics you guys want. Um, I do appreciate the fact that, you know, other than maybe Browns Daily, this is where you guys are going for your Browns content. It does mean a lot. A lot of effort into it here. And I know Pete is always, you know, always looking for information. Me, I am always around, always scouring for information as well. So we continue to put the best effort we can out for you guys. Uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Go ahead and make sure you uh, go ahead and follow over there at the iTunes rating reviews. Guys, do me a favor. Come on. Some more written reviews here. Drop those five stars. Let everybody know all the content we're giving you. Uh, you know, some of these shows, you get them maybe once a month, once a month. Some maybe some of them you get once every two weeks. Uh, you know, this week it's minicamp. It should, you know, this is, you know, similar to OTAs. This week is mandatory. This is where, you know, this is a great week to put out a ton of content, and we've tried to do that for you. And I appreciate you guys for all the downloads and following along. It means a ton. Uh, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, brought to you by the fine folks at Hotels.com. Untuck it. Grip 6. Uh, if you're looking for a new spot, check out the folks over at Himalaya. Whether it's Google, whether you're you know Apple, go ahead, download Himalaya. Fantastic new podcasting app. Make sure you're checking those folks out. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.